0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: What you feed yourself every single day with your reading, with the people you surround yourself with, with your conversations, self-talk is one of the most powerful things that you own.
2: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb, and this show is dedicated to ending the stigma around mental health through community, connection, and the hard-hitting truth. I'll be speaking with guests from all over the world about life to inspire and to educate people to speak up so that we can save more lives. Thank you for joining me on this journey. everyone and welcome back to It Ain't Week to Speak. Wow, I cannot believe it's 2022. I hope every single one of you have had a, an amazing start to the year, wherever you are, wherever you're listening in from and whatever you're up to right now, I hope you're well. I hope you're looking forward to the year. It's going to be a ripper. And if it hasn't started off according to plan, stay with us, stay with this community because I can guarantee you one thing, times always change. They're not always perfect. They're not always mediocre. They're not always rough. Okay, and if you are going through a hard time right now, please reach out to us at Livin. We'll always help point you in the right direction to get the support that you need, and that is what it's all about, because at the end of the day, it ain't weak to speak, and that's what this podcast is all about. Thank you to everyone for supporting us over the years. This is the third year doing the podcast. I can't believe how quick time is going. I can't believe how many amazing guests we've had on from all over the world, sharing their stories, sharing their experiences with us in their fields sharing their setbacks their breakthroughs and all other things I want to say a special thank you to the Living community for supporting us also over the last eight and a half years. You guys rock. None of this is possible without you. So thank you to all the sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, we'll probably have a show sponsor come on this year at some stage. So I'll definitely let you guys know about that. Like always, if there's any feedback or any guests you'd love to see or hear from on the show, please put them forward, tag me on Instagram or Livin, post them on Instagram to myself or Livin and, and one of us will get back to you. That's for sure because I'm always looking for new guests from all over the world who can share their stories of wisdom and experience with all of us so that we can keep learning. I was very lucky to, to get back to Australia over the Christmas break so it was definitely a good uh, time to revive myself, refreshen myself, see the family, see some very good friends, catch up at the Living HQ on the Gold Coast, which was always fun. Actually met a couple of our new staff members I've never met before, which was kind of bizarre because I've been working remotely here from Los Angeles for the past two and a half years now and we've had staff come into the Living team which are doing outstanding work and I've actually never met them other than Zoom. Who else has ever felt like that where you're just meeting people over online all the time but you never actually see them in, in human form. It was kind of bizarre but I'm glad I got to meet them. Really stoked to be here with you guys again for another year on the podcast. We're going to have some huge guests come on this year, not only people that you might know or have heard about, but people who share significant stories, who can share their experience with us and their successes in their fields of work or life, and also talk about those challenging times and the times that they may have hit rock bottom or the challenges that they faced during their pursuit of success, you might like to call it. But without further ado, I want to welcome onto the podcast, our first guest for 2022. And what a person she is. Her name is Sophie Grace Holmes. She's a podcast host on her own show called Leave You Breathless, which I was actually grateful enough to be on just recently. She's also a fitness coach. She's a public speaker, an ultra endurance athlete, and an all-round menace in terms of her strength and her mindset. And it's something that I actually cannot wait for you guys to listen to. It absolutely blew my mind. She's inspired me. I'm sure she'll inspire you all in trying things in life and stepping out of your comfort zone. Her story is quite different to, to most of us. She actually had a very different childhood to a lot of us. She was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when she was four months old and only given 15 years to live. Now, when she reached 19, she was told she'd only had two years left. So think about being 19 years of age and being told you had two years left in your life and then that was it. This illness was going to beat you. That's what she was told. But she sat in her hospital bed and she created her bucket list of things she wanted to achieve in her life. Sophie has now achieved things that she was told would be impossible to someone with her condition, including climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, paddle boarding from Bahamas to Florida, And completing 50k and 100k ultra marathons during the lockdown, Sophie wants to share this podcast in the hope that it helps you to feel determined and positive, no matter what happens in your life. She has proven that you know you can defy the odds and show what's possible, regardless of whatever setbacks and things happen in your life. She has a famous quote she goes by, which is for every inch of happiness. Lies some sadness, which teaches you gratitude for life, and it tests your resilience. Well, without spoiling too much more of the show, I'm going to bring it straight onto the podcast because this is one hell of an episode, and it's going to set this year up for an amazing, amazing show on the podcast. Welcome onto the show, Sophie Grace Holmes. Well, welcome onto the podcast, Sophie. It's 2022. You are the first episode to come onto the air this year. Welcome on, I'm looking forward to having a chat with you today.
1: Wow, thank you. I feel like it's such a privilege, like new year, first guest, what more could I want? So thank you for having me on.
2: I'm really excited, obviously I wanna learn more about you and I want our community to really learn more about what you've been up to, what you've done, what you are currently doing, your journey and everything else. Obviously you've got an accent and stuff so I wanna pick apart that, where are you from?
1: So I'm from Essex in the UK, which is just outside London. I live on the beach, so what more could you want really?
2: Sounds unreal. How far from the beach would your place be? Like in in walking distance?
1: About thirty seconds. If I go out my front door, I can see the beach. So. Oh, how good's that? Yeah, it's a nice beach because you get the sunrise and the sunset on the same beach.
2: That sounds so good. I didn't even know that that could exist. Of, yeah, most times I'm either chasing sunset on a different side of a country or in a different part of Australia when I'm back in Australia, or I'm chasing sunrise. And how long have you been in Essex for?
1: Um, I've lived here all my life but I have also lived in southwest London before for a short period of time but I'm a countryside person I like the open space I love the beach and so like I never was going to last long living in London but for me like the most important thing is I've got access to water
2: yeah, swimming yeah, yeah.
1: paddleboarding kayaking whatever you want to do really.
2: So you lo- have you been to Australia before?
1: No, I'd love to go.
2: You'd love it, especially if you sound like you're very much a beach girl and you love the water and stuff like that. So yeah, you, you, well, there's amazing places over where you live, but if you ever get a chance, get to Australia.
1: Oh, it um, is on the list.
2: Yeah. As soon
1: as the like life is a bit easier to travel about, I am there.
2: Yeah, well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for you to go there some stage in your life. Now, I did a little bit of research on you and it, it sort of caught me by surprise Not so much of the journey that you've been on, obviously from a young person, and I I will ask more about that now, but I came across a quote which I found extremely powerful. You said, For every inch of happiness lies some sadness, which teaches you gratitude for life and tests your resilience. Can you tell me more about what that actually means and what you mean
1: by that? Of course. So the reason that quote came around was, About five years ago, I had to say goodbye to my horse. So I had this horse for 15 years and he got me through a lot of my hard times mentally, physically. And for me, he was always a safe space that I could go to if something was going on or I wasn't well. And so obviously having to say goodbye to what I felt like such a strong part of my safe zone or my life was super hard. But I think I'm a firm believer of closing doors, opening doors, and some people or some animals are there for a season, a reason, and not everybody in your life is supposed to be there forever. And it's part of your life where you can learn, you can grow, and it really does show you who you are, what you want. But Ultimately, for me, it was a big decision and a decision that I kind of had no choice in and a decision that I knew would leave me feeling very lost with a lot of spare time. But I try to see it as a positive experience in that, yes, I was saying goodbye and I was heartbroken, but it allowed other things to come into my life. And to this day, honestly, I've got a golden retriever called Nala. And now Nala is her personality is exactly the same as my horse was. And she has a marking down the side of her, which normal gold retrievers don't have, that matches the exact mark that he has on the same side. And so I'm pretty sure that he's come back to me. And she's very like, she'll just act exactly the same and she doesn't leave my side and things like that. And so for me, the like obviously that quote came around. I was like, I do firmly believe in what it says, the lessons. And so it's something that I remind myself in if something doesn't feel right, or I have to make big decisions, or I am struggling, because I think it's true to say we are human beings and we all have those times of struggle, but we need to show that you know we can change our perception of that.
2: Very well said, and, and I'm very sorry to hear about the loss of, of your you know, your horse. So you used to ride?
1: Yeah. So I used to compete a lot in event and eventing and actually where I grew up, I was told that horse riding shouldn't have been part of my life because of the bacteria and the dust and the animal hair. And actually I think it's one of the reasons why I became so healthy living with a lung disease because I was exposed to the elements. I got to build a strong immune system while doing a form of exercise and movement that I loved.
2: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. So, well, on that, you talk about a lung disease. Obviously, people who are listening don't really know anything about your background, your past, and everything like that. You were born with a with a lung disease. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So I was born with a lung disease called cystic fibrosis, a genetic disease whereby two of your parents have this faulty gene. It's a one in four chance of you being born with it. Most people don't even know their carriers, but ultimately, when I was born, my parents felt like it was like bringing up a baby to die because they said she won't make 16, she'll be severely sick, she'll be in oxygen, in hospital, her lung function will decline due to the build-up of sticky mucus within her body, which will cause infections and lung damage. And so ultimately, she will never really have a life. You know, they've never heard of cystic fibrosis before. And obviously, back then, 30 years ago, the medication wasn't available for people. And yeah, it's been quite the roller coaster.
2: So there's two sides of this I'm really interested to, to learn more about from yourself. Obviously your parents, they would have had their own struggles. Are you the only child in the family like, or do you have brothers and sisters?
1: So I have two older sisters.
2: Two older sisters, so you're, you're the youngest. And then being born with cystic fibrosis, you've obviously explained a little bit about what that actually is for people who don't know when you're being told that you may not live past 16 because of all these, you know, things that may happen or may not happen and all that sort of stuff, how do you get through that as a as an individual? How were you brought up? Like, it sounds like, well, you're here today. So obviously there's something that's building that strength or the resilience. Talk to me about that.
1: So I think for me, like firstly, my pastor growing up was very unique. I was in and out of hospital. I was having extra treatments, IVs, medication like I was on 80 tablets a day nebulizers god knows what else and for me because that's normal was normal but I didn't see it as any differently and of course like when you're in school school's a really hard place and like you know the kids would say something or make fun of you or whatever but I was still performing in school I was still top of the class I was still best in PE which at the time was most important thing to me
2: but also probably the most dangerous thing, wasn't it?
1: Well, yes and no. It's like one of those things because sport wasn't like tested against CF. Like they, the, the doctors were like, oh, you've got to be careful. And it's just like, well, you know, we have one life, right? And we have the chance to live life to the fullest if we choose every single day. Yet most people, including myself sometimes, don't live that way. So we only die once. I think growing up I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. You're telling me I've got this lung disease. Yeah, I've got my life to live, like whatever. And until the age of 16, I was fairly well. You know, I was in hospital sometimes and having to have time off school. But for me, it was like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. They've said that I should be dead. And when I was 16, they said, oh, you know, like there's been some advances. Like you're definitely over halfway through your life. Like How do you feel about that? And saying that to a 16 year old is quite phenomenal, given like, you know, I'd never dare say that to anybody because you don't know what people's mindsets are going to do with that. Because you either fight it and go, no, I don't believe you, or you accept it and therefore you go down that slippery path of the unknown and maybe becoming sick because your mindset believes that that is your path.
2: ruminates, doesn't it? Like the more you believe something could happen, it actually is a higher chance of it actually happening. It's kind of bizarre, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, because I think they say like when you're going into, say, for example, a surgery, there's a third more chance that you're going to come out of it perfectly fine if your mindset and mental health is like, yeah, this is going to be fine. Which is crazy. And, you know, they didn't know any different. But when I was 19, I did become severely unwell. I lost 50% of my lung function due to stress and other things. And they gave me two years to live. Now, I was sitting in hospital, wired up to these machines. And I had this consultant sitting on the end of my bed going, We're trying everything, but like nothing's stabilizing your condition. You need to accept that CF this time is going to win. And we're just going to have to ride this out. And just see where you're at and i sat there and i said but if you can't give me any scientific facts as to why this is happening i don't believe you so you know it's this moment in time where you make a choice and for me i was like you know what i don't believe you and i'm going to prove you wrong with every single bit of power i have within me and so that's when i sat there and i was like what am i going to do so i drew up this very long bucket list and six months after he told me that under a persuasion of one doctor i went and summited kilimanjaro being the second female in the in the world with cf to get to the top and i sat there that day and i was like i am so proud because no one believed me that i would ever get to this point let alone sit on what felt like the roof of africa and i was like if i can do this what more can I do if I just tell myself and my mindset that you have no other choice but to survive and whatever that means whatever that takes and so I went home and worked with a couple of physiologists in London we did a series of loads of tasks and I regained my health back and more and I went to go and visit this doctor and he refused to see me for about five six years after that until about maybe two years ago he came into my hospital room maybe before COVID and just said I like went down onto his knees and said, I'm so sorry. Can you help me? Can you help me understand what you've done? Because you might be able to help other patients.
2: That is absolutely incredible. Questions are going through my head, things I want to know. I'm sure things that people want to know. How, how do you, when you're told that you've got two years to live and that an illness is going to win this time and that you may not live? How do you go against that? Like, have you worked on mental health, the strength of your mental health over the years leading up to this? Do you think it was the, the challenges of being told this at a very young age and having to accept the fact that you were born with this lung disease that has sort of made you try and prove everyone wrong? How did you pick yourself up out of that dark hole that a lot of people would have looked at as a dark hole and actually said, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to live the life that I want to live and I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Like, where does that come from?
1: I think firstly, like having a sporting background was really helpful. Like, I was competing at county level for track and athletics. I sat there and I was like, how can you tell me that I am going to be that person when I can do all these things? So having the discipline of sport, mindset, pushing myself, never giving up does help and i think it's something that has come into play and i think as well as setting boundaries around the environments that you're in to make sure that they are supporting you as a person supporting like your ambition especially if you are faced with a you know something hard or like a huge adversity and also like my naive 19 year old self didn't really understand what they were saying and i didn't believe him and in my head i was like i actually just have my life to live i don't have time to die like i really just want to live this life and I will do whatever it takes to get to that point. Because you know, I actually had a friend at that time and granted he had just lost a friend to the same disease. And he turned around and said, but I'll be in your deathbed. And I said, but you won't be because I'm gonna be here for a very long time because I cannot believe that somebody has the audacity to tell me that I'm gonna die without telling me the reasons why. In reality, like if he turned and said, You've got this really bad chest infection, you've got really high levels of lung damage, we can't come back from that scenario. But that wasn't the case. And I think for me, it was like finding my reason why, finding what am I living for? What is it that I am passionate about? What is it that I want to do as a person? Because we live in such a phenomenal world. Like, what is it that I want to see and do and challenge myself? And you know, the reason I love doing these big challenges, and I've done a fair few now, is because you get amongst them and you get to that point where you have that devil on your shoulder being like you can stop, you can give up. But then you have that other part of you being like, just one more step, one more step. And it's fighting between those two voices in your head and which one's going to win. And it's like, don't give up because actually that's when you really find out who you are and what you want out of life. And then you realise how strong you can be by getting out of your comfort zone and being told that at 19 was out of comfort. And yeah, of course it was scary, but I was like, it's either now or never, like it's either that I fight and do everything I physically can or I'm going to die. And I'm not definitely not ready. be that person i have a, a lot of life to live and i'm not saying obviously everyone can get from where i was to you know now but i'm such a firm believer in mindset and mental health and looking after it as the foremost because your mental health can affect your physical health so much
2: absolutely and what you put out into the universe and stuff and what you tell yourself it can definitely have an impact on what you do that's why manifestation is such a big part of you know my life in particular because i i like to put it out in the world as best as i can and you know, you can only hope for the best. Some things are certainly out of our control. And I, and I guess for people listening, wh- whatever you're going through right now, you've heard it from Soph. She told you how it was, which is great. I and mean, everyone's going through their own challenges in some level, you know, and what you're going through might be very different to someone else. But like for people who, who, who won't get a chance, to, like they're not going to see you live like this on a podcast. They'll see stills and stuff like I look at you and I think you look like your life's put together from the outside looking in. I would never pick that you had, had a lung disease, you know what I mean? So this is why I feel like it's so important to realize that if not all of us go through something that people will never know about, and it's important to really listen, but listen with that goal of actually truly understanding what someone's experiencing or has experienced over their life. Okay, so you're, you're 19, you're told two years, Da, 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 da. you've defied the odds, you've, you've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, you've paddleboarded from Bahamas to Miami, you've done a couple of ultra marathons, these all sound like massive challenges that you've put yourself to to, to to push yourself out of your comfort zone, and please correct me if I'm wrong. What about the times throughout your life so far where you actually haven't felt like doing a challenge, or you've been burnt out, or you are listening to that inner critic or that inner voice that says, you know what, this illness is going to beat me? Because I'm sure there are days that there has been times like that over your life, because it's not always perfect. Where you, you're probably feeling a bit flat. What are you telling yourself in these moments? And what's going through your mind? Do
1: you know what? I think it's a really important thing to touch on, especially with the world of social media. And as you say, like, it's a highlight reel sometimes. And you don't always know. And you don't always know the effort it may have taken someone to even get out of bed that day, let alone out the door to do a training session or anything. And I think there's a few things that I like to look at is like, do I need rest? Do I actually need just a rest because I'm burnt out physically, mentally? And is that, could to be the most beneficial way for me to do today or would it be more beneficial to do a gentle form of movement like walking my dog or going for a light like, jog or do I just need to get out of my own way because I think it's so easy to slip into the I'm just gonna rest I'm just gonna rest and then before you know it, it's been 10 12 15 days and then you're out of a routine and I think it, the most important thing that I ever did was learn my body and learn my mindset and learn what triggers are For me, like, am I just being lazy? Is it because, you know, something bad happened at work or something hasn't quite gone my way or something I've been working on has fallen through? And learning how to react to that in terms of something's happened for a reason. I do believe everything that's meant for you won't pass you by. I believe that you meet people for a reason, whether it's a passing or whether it's on a podcast or whether it's, you know, all these different things. And I think for anyone that is struggling, it's like, are you truly burnt out and do you just need to take that breathing space and rest and be kind to yourself or is it an excuse and I think as obviously when you were on my podcast I said to you you know it's the excuses you make today that will be the regrets that you have at the end of your life that's a phrase that I go back to because it's like you know I know personally if I'm being lazy and I could just get myself to a training session or like do something that I know that will bring me more energy in a good way to make me feel good like for example the first thing that I do in the morning is I won't snooze my alarm for example because I know that if I snooze my alarm that day is more likely to be a slower day and sluggish because I've kind of let the comfort of my bed, which is lovely. I love being in bed as much as the next person. But I know that Monday to Friday is my time. my I know my A game time. It's like, you know, you have this period of time. It's for certain things. Like I'll get up, do my training session, have some good food before I start my day. And I know that that works for me. So it's like, if I wake up one day and I'm, you know, I'm not like, actually, I've just been so busy. I just need a bit of a rest. If I know that that's what's going to work for me, then that's what I will do. But I think it's a really hard thing to decide between them. But I also know that movement is power.
2: And that, that's obviously what works for you, you know, in terms of movement and getting up and, and getting out into the world and nature and hiking and running and swimming and paddleboarding and all that great stuff. And I get that. And, but you know what, Sophie, you and I both, both know that, that that might not suit everyone either. Some people like being indoors and watching films or reading or writing or painting or whatever sort of suits them. And we always say this, that everyone's got their own self-care strategy. So like what works for you might work for for a lot of people. It definitely would work for me. It does work for me because that's kind of like the routine that I live. But it might not work for the next three or four people that we speak to, you know? And that's the beauty of really understanding yourself And doing what makes you happy. Like, you're not going to get up and and have these healthy foods and go and do your HIIT workouts and sign up to do these 50 or 100K ultra runs. If that doesn't really interest you or if that doesn't challenge you, you you do something else.
1: Yeah. And I think it's one of the most important things to realize. Like, it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else, it just has to make sense to you. Like, if you prefer to get up and read a book or like put your favorite show on or make your favorite, I don't know, breakfast or whatever that may be. And you don't have to share it with anyone else. But as you say, like if it excites you, then that's your sign that that is something that you need in your life. Because especially in your working life, we spend 71% of our week at work. So it's worth taking the time to find something that you love and finding a way to earn money from it. For example, like people change, right? And people change their careers all the time. You might love something for 10 years and they think, do you know what? I actually don't want to do that anymore. And that's perfectly okay. We're never too old or too young to change the career direction, to change what we want. And it could be the best decision of your life by closing a door and, you know, taking a risk or two, but actually the biggest risk is not doing anything. Exactly.
2: You don't want to reflect back when you're old and you're on your deathbed and think, what are the things I could have done? Or like you mentioned earlier, your motto around the excuses that you make today are the things you regret when you're you're on your deathbed or when you're old, you know? So I, I, I very much agree with that. I love that. And I love that mantra. You're doing all this great stuff. You're hustling Monday to Friday. You're very optimistic. You've got a very solid mindset and all that sort of stuff. What do you do to manage that from a cystic fibrosis level, from a mental health side, but also the physical side? Are there things that you just can't do during the weeks? Are you on medication for the rest of your life? Like, I'm interested to know how you manage it.
1: Yeah, so my life has changed. I have a lot in the last 18 months. So before then, I was on 80 tablets a day, inhalers tablets to eat food, like my pancreas didn't work. So I had to take tablets for that. I was basically like a walking pharmacy, right? And I'd have to go in to have like diabetes checks, I'd have to have God knows what under the sun. And that was normal to me. But then 18 months ago, I put on this new drug called Cafetrio, it's called Trikafta in the US or Australia, which I think Australia have actually finally now passed it about five years after everyone else. But this basically this medication is a gene modifier. So long and short of it, it makes the CFTR gene, which is the faulty one work. And therefore it means my genetics within close enough proximity work like yours, like a normal person without a defect or cystic fibrosis or whatever that may be it's so powerful that after three hours of taking this medication I was coughing a lot my digestive system was going a bit crazy for a whole day I woke up the next day and I've never been able to breathe so deeply in my entire life as in like use my entire lung capacity I went out for a run and I just cried because I was like I didn't even know my own struggle until today because I didn't know how hard it was for me just to get up in the morning or how hard it was for me to run, for example. Like the only way I can compare it so that you can kind of visualize it is like, if I said to you, right, you're gonna go and run a 5K as fast as you can, and you're gonna wear an altitude mask, I don't know if you've ever seen them before, and you're gonna wear a corset, and then you're gonna come back, you're gonna take it all off, and you're gonna go and do it again. And so obviously when you're gonna do it again, it's gonna be much easier, because you can breathe and I just stood there I must have been like a lunatic so I was like standing at the end of this like stretch and I was like I didn't even know like how fun and easy breathing was because I didn't know any different and even now like when I'm doing a hard training session I have to remind myself how easy it is in comparison to what it was because it's obviously easy to forget and forget when you're used to something but even now I sit here and I'm like isn't the body phenomenal with like how it deals with things and how like it protects you and keeps you relatively safe without your really realizing it so now I'm on three tablets a day and that is it
2: so these things have actually legitimately changed your life
1: yeah and even now like when you really think about it because it's easy to kind of not every day you're like this is crazy isn't it like it's a thousands and thousands of people's lives for those who can have it because you have to have certain genetics to have it but you know that is 95 percent of the CF community so hopefully the other five percent will find something at some point soon but it's like you know this will change the future of the disease it might not be life-threatening anymore you might not have people you know dying at the age of 16 because they have the opportunity to have this from age five so you know the, the life I've led and the struggles that I've had for a lot of people, may not even exist.
2: Wow, that is incredible. Science really is amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and even like, you know, basically this drug has got something called a 12-hour half-life. So every 12 hours, it stops working, so you have to take another one. And even if I take it late, I'm breathless before I've taken it. So, you know, if I forgot to take it or I didn't have access to it, I'd know immediately.
2: Fair enough. Okay, so it's kind of quick acting too. So when you when you take it, right? And then you're feeling, well, let's go back. So you didn't take it for most of your life so far, a couple of years, it came out, and then you're like, wow, I didn't realize how bad it really was and how much clearer it is right now. When you go back and say you just stopped those pills for a couple of days and you didn't have them, do you just go back to how it used to be for you or does it actually make it worse? You know, some medication sometimes when you wean yourself off it, it can actually make things worse. Like, what, what's that like?
1: I think it just goes kind of back to the way you were. But like, for me, that would be like 25% drop in lung function. I wouldn't be able to walk down the road and talk without being breathless.
2: Wow.
1: Even like now I'm just like, my God, like, isn't it crazy? Like what difference it makes, obviously, even to me, like doing all these different things. And so obviously when this happened, I was like, but what more then can I do? Like if I've achieved X, Y, and Z already because I'm stubborn and I didn't want to die what can my body now do if i just feed it the right foods give it everything it needs like i'm very much pro sleep bed by 9 30 if i'm going to get up early
2: routine bang bang kind of person
1: and i'm just like well what can you do like bodies are phenomenal and actually i do believe we don't really use as much as we should do in terms of our talents and pushing because obviously our mind would always give up for our bodies so it's our minds that you have to train
2: yeah mindset is definitely the one that If you can ace your mindset, I feel like I'm continually trying to improve it and I will be for the rest of my entire life. I don't think you can ever maximize something at a time in your life. I think it just gradually grows. It's just, I feel like when the mind's really, really strong, I feel like everything else is strong. I feel like it follows the the mindset.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
2: Yeah, your bodies are an amazing machine. I like to think mine's like a Ferrari, you know, it can go pretty good, but if I burn it out and I don't have the right techniques and know how to fully drive it, you know, it needs a little bit of shop time, needs a bit of repairs every now and then. And you've got to really take those times to sit back and rest and, you know, not beat yourself up if if you're not able to go and train today that you're used to doing it every five days, you know, it's just, it's kind of like listening to your body, trusting yourself, trusting your body as well but knowing that things will be okay and that mental health is probably the the hardest thing to conquer, I feel.
1: Yeah, it is. Cause I think that like, even the smallest thing can rock you. And I think that's the thing to remember. Like it doesn't matter how strong and how hard you think you are. Like the smallest thing could happen and then it could spiral out of control. And then before you know it, you're in a completely different space that you never even imagined that you could ever get to. And I know that I've definitely been there over the years, like before obviously, this medication, like, you know, I was in hospital when I was 19 then ended back up there five and a half years ago. And at the time I was all on my own, like most of my sisters live abroad. My parents were abroad. And I just sat there in this hospital room being like, what is happening? And I actually documented it all on YouTube, kind of like a thing for me to really focus and push myself and almost make the internet accountable to me or like, you know, the other way around. So that I've done this before and I've been in a worse situation. But I remember sitting there being like, you know, I have to pick myself up. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I passionate about? What are my goals? Because I'm a very goal oriented person. It helps me stay in routine. It helps me keep striving. But I remember sitting there being like, what am I going to do about this? Because only I can get myself better, obviously with the help of doctors, but mentally, what am I going to do to remain on the right track for me? Because I could easily sit here in hospital and be like, oh, well, I tried, you know, I tried really hard, but I'm just not good enough. And it's like, no, like what you feed yourself every single day with your reading, with the people you surround yourself with, with your conversations, self-talk is one of the most powerful things that you own.
2: Amen. Amen to that. I think it is the most powerful thing that you have.
1: Weirdly enough, like the last couple of months where I've kind of been like taking a bit more risk and like doing new things in my career and kind of transforming everything, I found those thoughts of self-doubt and I'm like absolutely not like you know the things I want to do are completely possible but what it comes down to is like your resilience level and like how much you can go through but keep fighting through it's a bit like running through treacle like you know it takes time it's really hard and of course you're going to want to give up but it's like you've got to focus on the bigger picture the small stones or the small steps add up like even you know, some of my clients in their fitness journeys, I'm like, you don't have to give 100% every day, if you see, you know, your tasks every day for you building towards a goal is cashing to a bank. So, you know, today, you might feel 100%. So you're going to give 100% to this day. And that's great. Tomorrow, you might wake up feeling groggy, and therefore might only give, you know, 50%. But you're still cashing in that 50%. So you're now in 150%. And so if you do that every single day, you know, even 1% a day, you're going to be 365 better off or, you know, you're going to be so much closer to your goals. So I think it's like making that people realize that we all struggle and that's perfectly okay too. But even if like the biggest thing you managed to do today was, you know, go and have a shower, you've still done something with your day and we can't always be perfect because we don't, we're human beings. And why would you want to be perfect? Because then it doesn't allow growth.
2: Absolutely. And it's important that you said that because I feel like the smaller steps are better than no steps. I make it a thing every single day. The first thing I do is when I wake up, Similar to you, I get up and and I like to always get up before 7 a.m. But the first thing that I do is make my bed. Because I know that if everything else goes to shit that day or something was to fail or I wasn't to achieve anything, it's okay because I still completed that one task that I did first up in the morning. And that was making my bed. But so what I say to everyone that's listening is your goals are your goals. And those baby steps that you take are your steps you cannot really compare them like I can't compare what I do on a daily basis to you so you know because your life's very different to mine you training clients my careers might be a little different you know and everyone's very different no life is extremely identical and that's where I feel like you mentioned earlier around reading the right things listening and having the right friendship circles or watching the right social media following the right social media accounts is making sure that you're not comparing yourself to people who you don't know because your life is your life and no one can compare that to you, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? It's really interesting. And I'm going to ask you this question as well, because I think you have a really good answer. I know it's your podcast, but one of the um, biggest things that I've noticed is a lot of the time men are more likely, I'm not saying always, to shout about that and be like, oh, look what I've achieved. Isn't it cool? Wasn't it great? Whereas a lot of the time females may play a bit more safe and a bit more timid and i think one of the most important things i kind of say to people is like you should be really proud of what you do even if it's the smallest thing like i was in a shoot yesterday and we were talking about to-do lists i love a list and i love crossing it off
2: yeah they, they can be hard though
1: i do agree but with they that can
2: be your worst enemy sometimes
1: but it's sometimes what i tend to find myself doing is if i've done something that wasn't on the list but it's still accountable for the day i write it up And cross it off. Because I think sometimes you forget what you've done in that day otherwise, right? And you think you've done nothing when actually you've done loads. But what is your thought process around being proud? Because it's like, you know, I look back and there's so many things. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'm really proud of that. But I only know that now because I'm reflecting on it.
2: That's a really good question. It's one that I was actually going to ask you. What are you most proud about with your journey? But I want to answer your question first. And I feel like for me, reflecting on the things that i've done or, or i'm proud of is kind of a hard thing because i never really get much time to stop and really reflect on that stuff because my biggest challenge as sam sam's biggest challenge is probably always focusing on doing that next thing and sometimes i'm struggling to be present and i feel like the less that you're present the harder it is for you to actually be proud of what you've done because you're feeling like you're on this treadmill And you're constantly moving. So that thing that you might have been proud of is too far behind you now. So it's got to keep going. And something I pull myself up with quite regularly. But if I have to answer the question, I think some of the things I'm most proud of are the relationships in my life. I gauge my success by the people in my life and the relationships that I've built, right? I could have a great career, be successful at acting, get living to a place where it's multinational, saving thousands of people's lives every year. And I could be doing a hundred different things and making money and buying nice cars and all that. But at the end of the day, if I don't have the relationships in my life, you know, my fiance, my mum my and dad, my brothers and sisters, my cousins, even my best friends, I classify as family. If I can't have those relationships nurtured and I'm not spending time on making them better and learning from them, I feel like I've failed as a person. So as long as they're intact, and you know what, you can do that for free. You don't have to do anything else. So it kind of takes away that burden. And so if I can always remain true to my friendships, my relationships in life and make sure that they're the best and they're happy and proud of who I am as a person and I'm true to my word to them and to that community, I feel like I'm, I'm successful. Then the rest of the stuff, my acting, my film and TV, my living stuff, my podcast, whatever it is, that's all a massive passion for me, but it's a bonus as well. My self-worth isn't wrapped up in those things.
1: Well, exactly. Because actually, if you think about it on the same flip side, it's like the happier you feel, stronger that your relationships are, the better things that are going to come your way, because that's what you're putting out there. It's like what we go back to and just say, you know, what you're kind of surrounding yourself with or inputting within your life is the most important thing. Because if you are surrounded by people that are less desirable or like less in line with what you want and your values... In every capacity of your relationships and friendships, then you're not going to get to where you want because you're going to be held back. You need people in your life that are going to celebrate you and also celebrate what you want to achieve and be like. You know what, Sam? I'm so proud of you. You may not see it, but like you know what, mate? You've you've done it. You know you don't realize what you've achieved because you're you and you're you're your worst critic.
2: You're in your shoes, so you you don't get that outside vision. Like I look at what you've done, and from what I've researched and learned over the couple of times that we've spoken, is like there are so many things that you'd be proud of, but I also get the thing that you're still chasing, other things that you're, you're, you're going to conquer,
1: which is amazing. <laughs> you've made me on
2: my life. You're so proud, but there's it's not enough. Like you want to do better. You want to do more. But let me ask you this question. What are you most proud of for you, like for Soph? And what do you think your family's most proud of about you?
1: Do you know what? I think the first thing is, aside from obviously all these mental challenges that I love, I think it was the fact that I never once thought that CF, and I still don't, would ever beat me. I didn't think it was ever going to be the finisher of me. I am grateful, and I mean that with all my heart, for the journey that it's given me, and the outlook, and the drive, because I definitely wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you about the life I have right now if I didn't have that and CF didn't challenge me challenge my mindset and everything that I wanted to do it's been the driving force for me it doesn't define me in any capacity but it's driven me to be brave and chase my dreams and take risks and do things that scare the hell out of me and will continue to do that to the day I die and I think for me that's what I'm most proud of because I'm not scared of doing that and I'm more scared of living a small life and looking back and being like I wish I'd done that but and I think for me like I think my parents and my friends would probably just say it's the drive and the will to survive that I will never let anything stop me and the more likely you are to say to me no there's the more likely that I will say I'll show you or I'll prove it come with me and I think that my parents don't always know where that's come from and I think for me, you know, being told my whole life, that I never have a life and never achieve anything. I'm like, do you know what? I, I have big goals and I'm going to achieve them. And yeah, of course, we'll have those days of doubt. But I'm like, those days of doubt will challenge how much you want that goal. So for me, it's important to look back. But also it's important to be like, what do you truly want for yourself, though? Not because of what other people are saying or what is expected of you.
2: Mm, very true and i think that's a testament to the individuality that you live within your own life and not listening to follow other people's goals you're following your own goals and i feel like there's a trap that some people do get caught in they live other people's lives but they're not truly living out their own lives and their own goals so hopefully podcasts like this conversations like this can certainly help people challenge that status quo for themselves or someone in their life that they really care about
1: i think also it's the fear of like don't be scared to upset people if they don't understand your why or your journey, because I'm sure I upset plenty of people unintentionally, but you have to be follow you and be true to you because it is your life. Like, obviously I'm not saying go and destroy people's lives to be a horrendous person, but we only have one shot. And so live it well and live it to what you want, whatever that may look like to you. And don't be scared of other people judging you because usually it's the people that judge you are the people that, aren't living true to themselves and they know that they would never be able to do that it's their perception being reflected onto you
2: very 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 true yeah. and extremely powerful but and again some people they, they struggle finding that and seeing that through the wisdom that they've learned in their life and hopefully by you know reading new books around themselves with new people listening to podcasts like this connecting with people like yourself they can open up their horizons and be tested you know and try something new in their life that you know, they can challenge themselves and and their own ideas and thoughts and their own mental health, I guess, at the end of the day. And that's what this is really all about. So we really like to push people to their boundaries and, and get them to open up on a more vulnerable level. What does the future look like for you, Soph, over the next couple of years, this year in particular? Like, what are you up to? What are you doing right now?
1: So I think for me, like, there's big changes going on in my life for the better. Scary but that's where I like to live.
2: I feel like the scary, that is like part of your vocabulary.
1: Do you know what? It's really interesting because, you know, we've had this really weird time of this really tough time with COVID and everything like that. And it really connected with me when I realized that the reason I wasn't feeling myself was because I wasn't able to do the things that pushed me out of comfort, right? Like going to climb these crazy mountains or do these mad races or I don't know, like adrenaline based activities like skydiving and all this stuff, right? And i sat there and i was like isn't that really interesting how my mental health is being truly challenged because i'm not challenging it myself and so then i sat there and i was like what am i going to do about this because simply going to run and try and run my fastest for a pb isn't enough for me i want to go and do something i've never done or like to like i love being a beginner a few years ago i did a um, white collar boxing fight and i'd never boxed before and then Oh, I won, of
2: course. (laughs) But It was like
1: one of those things where I'd come back from summiting Grand Paradiso and Mont Blanc, I'd got back and my management was like, have you ever boxed before? And I was like, no, she was like, we'll get ready. You've got a fight in eight weeks. And within that eight weeks, I was also climbing the Himalayas. So it was a bit of a complicated time. And I was also due to have a bronchoscopy, which obviously when you have a camera into your lungs, before the fight, it was the week before the fight. So it was a bit messy. But it really, pushed me obviously mentally physically it was the hardest training i've ever done in my entire life i'd recommend it to everybody i absolutely adored it right
2: boxing's the hardest thing ever I've done, it is. I've done a few fights over the years
1: it is but then when i look back and i'm like oh wow like sometimes i forget what i've done and that's why I look looking back at photos and videos and all these kinds of things and then covid happened and then that's why now i'm not in my obviously current day i'm thinking right covid has really changed my mindset because i basically got put in my box because I couldn't do anything because the world didn't allow it. I did an Ironman in front of my house because I couldn't do my Ironman in Austria. But I sat, yeah, and I did all these different things. Like I did a 50k ultramarathon around my local area. I did 38 laps of a certain um, elevation and distance to get to 50k and the right elevation. I then qualified 250k to Lanka. I then couldn't go because of COVID. And it's like, isn't it interesting how like you can create these things and you can do them and you can push yourself. And usually everything I do is thunder and lightning and rain because that's the way life goes for me. And that's fine. I don't mind that. But which is why this year I'm like, do you know what? I think it's time that I flip my life upside down and really do something that I've never done or find, create my own challenge in like a really cool location, do something that's really going to test me again because actually that's where I'm my happiest my happiest memories and moments of my entire life have always also been some of the most testing albeit sometimes in the most beautiful location but some of the most testing times in my entire life and I look back and just think thank god all of those things have happened because you know even the hard stuff like in the hospitals and like being told different things and I'm like you know what I wouldn't be without any of those times so for me that like, this year is about building you know, a couple of new businesses. I can't really talk about just yet. Pushing my podcast, creating new adventures and a new challenge that has never been done before, because one of my big goals for my whole life has been to set a world record. So I'm working on that at the moment. And just living. And as you say, being present, one of my biggest goals is to have less screen time.
2: Screen time is in like on your cell phone or on your laptop or both?
1: Scrolling. So like unproductive screen time, as it were like don't all really love a scroll but it's like you can get so sucked in and carried away and then before you know it you're like
2: <gasps> yeah exactly exactly no 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 i feel on that recently but i'm still just kicking myself out of holiday mode but we're good we're good well it sounds like you got some great stuff in the pipeline so if i think it's good it's going to be a great year i feel like it's going to be a really good year for hopefully all of us but definitely a lot to learn i feel like you can never know everything about anything and i feel like if you put that hat on in life and be open to feedback and new ways of doing things and new challenges and learning techniques. I think you just become a better person. I feel like it just helps you just be more open minded. It's an amazing place to be. I'm very lucky and grateful. That's, that's how I attack life. And it sounds like that's how you attack life. It's changed my life for the better. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Do you know what the biggest thing that I've ever learned from my dog, which is really random quotes. So to be inquisitive and have fun and play, because I think as adults, we forget the art of play when we're not children. And life isn't meant to be serious all the time. And it's like reminding myself, you know what, like life is hard, but we make it by far harder than it needs to be as well.
2: Take that pressure off a little bit, I reckon. Everyone listening, take that pressure off a little bit. Be happy with where you are right this very moment in your life. Look at some little things. It doesn't have to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or paddling across the Bahamas to achieve your goals. That's Sof's goals and she's crushing it. And she's only setting bigger expectations on herself, which is going to help her grow. But if your goal is to get out of the house one day and go for a walk and do two laps around the, the block in your neighborhood, that could be a huge goal for you. So you cannot compare and you know level that up to someone else's goal and say, well, they're doing better than me because mine's not as hectic and hard as they are. But it, for you, it's hard. And that's all that matters. It's about your lane, staying true to you, being happy and excited about the things that you do in life. And... And if it all fails, just make your bed in the morning. And if that's the one thing that you can do, that's the one thing that you do that day. And that's better than nothing. You've still done something. And as you said, Soph, don't forget to write down the things on your to-do list that you forget that probably you just do naturally every day. You know, taking the washing out, taking the rubbish out. All these things are all achieving things. Don't ever discount that. Yeah,
1: honestly, I couldn't have said it better myself.
2: Sophie, where can people find you if they want to hunt you down, follow the great work that you're doing, and listen to your podcast?
1: Yeah, of course. My Instagram is just my name, Sophie Grace Holmes. My podcast is Leave Your Breathless on all podcast availability. And Sam's will be up very soon. So go and listen to that because he's amazing. As I don't know why I'm saying, take, talk to you like you're a third person, but you know, that was a very, st- I love to doing that recording with you. And I do love to talk to people. So don't be afraid to drop me a line and ask me some questions.
2: You heard it, everyone. You heard it from Sophie. She's told you exactly how it is. Don't be disappointed or or upset about anything. Just stay positive as best as you can. We know it's mindset, but that does take time too. So don't expect results happening overnight. But let me rewind. I'm going to ask you one more question too, So before we wrap up this podcast. If you're a listener right now and and you're struggling to do those small things, to get out of bed, to set your foot in front of the other, to achieve something small, Where do you start? Like what's your words of wisdom? What's your words of advice for people who might be struggling right now to have any kind of excitement or growth in their life in terms of how they're living it?
1: That's a powerful question. I think firstly it is to know that you no matter what you achieve today, you are enough and you can achieve, you know, even the biggest goals that you want to achieve. But it's about doing one thing today. So this is what I also love to do every day. So it's one thing that you feel will make you happy. One thing that you are, you know, either putting off, like for me, it's probably paperwork, but one thing that you're putting off because you feel great if you tick something off that you don't like doing. And it's also sitting there and counting your gratitudes because I think, as we've already said, it's really important to be present and understand that. But it's also just doing one thing that may take you even half a percent closer to that goal whether it be send that email or have that conversation or listen to that podcast that will give you the motivation or put you on your favorite song and dance around the house to get those endorphins running and it could be that's all you do but if you do that every day and build that up over time what you'll find is not only you're doing that but then you're doing one and 2 there's doing do one two and three and so then you know six weeks later you look back and think wow look what i've achieved and it, you know it does take a level of discipline, but it, as I've said, like it could be the smallest thing. As you've said, get up and make your bed, have a coffee, and you know, put on a podcast that's going to make you feel like you've got the drive and excitement to do that thing, even if your mindset's saying no.
2: Love it, I love it, Zoe, and I'm very grateful for your time. As I'm sure everyone else is who's listening into this podcast, whether it's today, tomorrow, in the next few months, years, I'm very grateful for your time. So much wisdom, so much, so much inspiration right here. I'm so glad I got the chance to chat with you. I'm sure there'll be plenty more times to come. You go and have yourself a great day. And I thank you for joining us on the podcast.
1: Oh, no, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I could probably talk to you all day. So yeah, thank you. And um, I look forward to catching up with you at some point soon.
2: Like, share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Let people know that you subscribe to the show. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation could save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, stay well, keep living, and remember, it ain't weak to speak. Thank you and have a top day.